Welcome back, everybody, to United Voices, a podcast brought to you by the people at Foster's Voice. Uh, United Voices uh, received a lot of comments, um, and I was just overwhelmed with uh, everybody's comments, and I thank all of you, as always, uh, for everything that you have to say about our work at Foster Voice and what we do. And uh, your comments on the podcast uh, were no different, and I thank all of you. Uh, Today, for our second episode, um, I have a a gentleman here with me uh, today by the name of Tommy Taylor. Um, I met Tommy a couple years ago, um, and uh, what started off as an acquaintance has turned into a friendship. Um, I'm just very pleased to know this gentleman, and I have to tell you, he's got some kind of story, and uh, it's a story that I truly, in my heart, believe that people need to hear. Uh, It's a story that has all kinds of of ups and downs, Um, but I think all of you um, will be... uh, glued uh, to the podcast and I don't want to I don't want to get into too much because I really want you to hear this story from Tommy. Tommy, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to kind of step back. I'm going to let you tell your story and then I'll have a few questions for you. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Thank you for being here and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, my name is Tommy Taylor. Um, I'm originally from Virginia and about 10 years ago, I ended up in the Quad Cities and have made a home out of it. And I, I really like being here. I love the community. I, I love the friends I've met. Um, so we'll, we'll just get right into my story, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a household <laughs> that uh, is full of mental illness and addiction history. Um, my dad was a Vietnam veteran. Um, he struggled with alcoholism. He struggled with PTSD my whole life growing up. Uh, my mom also struggled with addiction issues and mental illness. Um, so it was, it was just seemed like normal life for me. Um, what really changed my life was was on November 7th of 2000. Um, My dad took his own life and my brother and I found him and and it it was just a lot. It it was just a lot for me to handle Um, and and it changed me in a lot of ways. You know, I, I felt guilt and shame and all of these things that we all feel when somebody in our family dies by suicide. You know, there, there, there's so much that, that to process at once that most of us can't process it. Um, you know, I, at that time I made a, a promise to my dad that I was going to honor him. I was going to be a good son. I was going to do right. I, and, and, you know, I ended up getting married, which ended up, being to the wrong person because of my history, I chose somebody who had addiction issues and mental illness problems, and um, I, I became codependent. 
Um, we were married for 13 years and uh, she ended up overdosing after we were divorced and I don't know what really happened. I just know she's not here anymore. Um, so fast forward 14 years later from, from my dad's death to the day, November 7th, 2014, my daughter and only child also died by suicide. It, that was my breaking point. I felt I had no reason to live, and I tried to take my own life a few weeks later. Um, and my Rottweiler, of all things, stopped me. Um, he knew something was wrong. I, I, I was planning on, on taking my life by lighting myself on fire so the outer pain would match the inner pain that I felt. And I just thought that was the right thing to do. And Guinness, the, my dog, stopped me. And uh, I realized that, that he needed me here. My other family, my, my siblings, my nephews, niece, mother, all needed me here. And I, I just couldn't do it. Um, I, I went back in the house that night. And I remember I, I was just crying myself to sleep, bawling like a baby. And that night I had the most realistic dream I will ever have in my life. And it was just a voice and it was the most soothing, calm voice that still plays in my head like, like a tape recorder today. Um, the voice said, you know, I, I've, I've taken everything from you. So you would learn what's important in life. So you would learn humility. You know, uh, I've, I've put you through this pain. So you would learn empathy and understanding for other people who are struggling. And the voice told me, go back to school, become a counselor. I woke up the next day and had a sense of hope. Um, I was still grieving. I, I was still dealing with the loss of my wife at that time. Um, and, and my dogs and cats and I all piled into my camper and we spent about six months traveling and just healing and, and trying to make a plan on what I was supposed to do. Um, I ended up coming back to Davenport, moved in with my brother, and I made a plan to go back to school. And I've been in school for six years now. Um, and, and just... Less than two weeks, I'll be graduating with a master's degree in social work. Um, God's plan for me is, is coming true because I let it go and I let him have complete control over it. 
you know, whenever I get to a crossroads these days, I just kind of throw my hands up and say, it's, it's yours. You, you, you drive. And, uh, it, it's been working since then. And, and you know, here I am. I, I don't even know what I'm going to do for a job. And I have a lot of interviews set up and I just kind of left to him. He'll, he'll give me the right job at the right time and I'll be doing the right thing. Um, yeah, that, that's my story. You know, it's, it's, it's been a long journey. I've learned so much through education and from the friends I've met through interacting with, with this community and, you know, just my life story, you know, putting names to all the things that I, I've experienced. And now I have clinical knowledge of, of who I am, who my parents were and, and why. So, you know, yeah. Thanks for letting me share that. No, no. Thanks for sharing with everybody because <clears throat> one of the things that helps me as a suicide loss survivor is, you know, sharing my son yeah. and trying to help other people as well. And I think we have that in common. Um, you know, we don't want other people. To, to go through the pain that we've went through, that we continue to go through, because it truly never does uh, go away. Um, it changes with time, and we learn to process it, um, uh, you know, but every time we hear of somebody dying by suicide, um, you know, it, it's it's another strike in the heart. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, um, You know, you, you've you've had so much tragedy, um, and I understand, as a lot of our listeners do, because they're lost survivors as well. Um, and you lost your father, and then you lost your only child, and then you lost your wife. And then you were just going to complete the cycle. And it was going to be you next. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I think people think sometimes that suicide is a situation where people want to die. And that's simply not the case. I don't think you wanted to die, and I could be wrong. I don't want to speak for you. You just kind of feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look at how many lives you're going to touch. I know you've touched mine. Um, and now having your master's, uh, the ability to be able to reach other people, touch other people, and to change lives in other, other people. Um, you know, is just to me a miracle. It truly is. And I'm thankful. Um, I'm thankful that, first of all, that you're still here. Um, second of all, that you chose to make a difference. And, and third, that our paths crossed. 
um, and that we can we can fight this together because I foresee us uh, spending a lot of time together um, as we've started to and and using our channels together to try to make that difference uh, for somebody even if it's just one then all the work is worth it um, I know you in your heart and I know the type of person that you are and it's one that just cares about the people that you meet yeah and it's important for me to know or for me to make sure that you know that we care about you too um, <clears throat> so uh, I you've built a little community at Foster's Voice uh, at well as well and the people that meet you they just love you uh, as well so we embrace having you uh, as part of the Foster's Voice community and pets let's not forget about pets yeah you know um, I think it, it goes uh, I think it goes very underestimated sometimes uh, the unconditional love that pets give us and how they make us feel loved and wanted sometimes uh, when nobody else does right um, right I'm not certainly not saying that other people don't love us during those times um, because I am sure and positive that people do um, but we may not feel it but those pets are always there. They're yep. always there to give you a hug. They're always there to kiss your face. They're always there on your lap, wagging your ta their tail. Um, and it's, I, I have found that it's, it's very therapeutic. And if you're in the position in life to adopt a pet or to have a pet, um, then I think that it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, but you have to be in the position uh, to be able to care for them and take take care of them responsibly. Right. Um, and if you can give the love, then you can receive the love. And I, and I think it's very therapeutic. Uh, but like I said, in situations in life, you have to be able to take care of them as well. You know, one thing that helped me with my pets, I had three cats and three dogs at the time. It was a lot of responsibility. But that routine, that structure of having to take care of them at the same time every day, having to get up in the morning when all I wanted to do was lay in bed. That's all I wanted to do. And I had to get up, feed all of these animals. I had to scoop litter boxes, take them for walks. All of these things that kept me busy, kept me motivated. And even though I didn't want to, they kept me moving forward. Yeah. And gave me that time that I needed to process and develop coping skills for the pain. You mentioned that, you know, it doesn't go away. It never goes away. It still hurts today just as much as it did then. But I've learned coping skills and I've developed a support network. However small it might be, I'm, I'm very much an introvert. But, you know, developing th that support network and people who understand and, 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 you know, know what it's like to lose somebody to suicide because it's not like any other loss. No, it's, it's truly not. And uh, we can say that out of experience. Um, and when we say that, that, that certainly does not mean that um, 
we are belittling anybody else's loss that has lost somebody to any other reason. Um, it's just very hard to make any sense yeah. out of losing somebody to suicide. Right. Who a lot of the time and most of the time, uh, and as in Foster's case, um, is laughing, seems happy, has everything ahead of them, is perfectly healthy. Um, so you seem, um, and then they're just gone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, it is a very hard thing to process. And there is no grieving time. Um, they're there one day and then they're just gone. Yeah. The next. Yeah. Um, so we certainly don't mean that um, it isn't hard or that it isn't tragedy to lose somebody by uh, any other means, yeah. whether it all be, loss be is hard. all loss is hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just something, it's very hard to grasp suicide. Right. And that, that plays a role in the stigma yeah. around it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as well, um, you know, 50 years ago, um, if you lost a child to suicide, you just packed up all of their stuff and you put it away and it was almost like they didn't exist in the family anymore. Right. And you never spoke. And it. you just didn't, Ever. didn't speak about it. Yeah. And and uh, that's, you know, that's one of the main things that fosters voice that, uh, you know, we want to try to abolish that, you know, look, stigma. Yeah, yeah, we want to break that stigma. This, this person, your loved one, um, you still love them. Continue to love them. Absolutely. Um, you know, continue to honor them. Continue to take them with you every step of the way and everything you do. Uh, you know, just like you're taking your daughter with you, uh, with everything that you do moving forward with everybody that you help. Right. Um, right. So if anybody out there is listening that has lost a loved one, um, every endeavor that you do in life uh, from this point forward, take them with you. Um, you know, offer all your good works. Uh, offer them up uh, for them. And... Uh, and do it on their behalf and and cultivate that love always in your heart with them because um, we don't love for nothing. Uh, we love for a reason. So honor that. Tommy, if there's anybody out there listening who was struggling in a degree that you were, do you have any advice for them? Wow, there there was so much I, I was going through at the time. What would be the first step that you would suggest? The first thing to realize is that you can and will move forward. Um, however hard that is, whatever little baby steps you need to take, whether it's a second at a time or a minute at a time, you can and will move forward. I, I, I'm living proof of it. I, I was a second away from dying and I couldn't do it because there's still that little bit of love in my heart. And, and I mean, actually there's a lot of love in my heart, but that little spark of love in my heart stopped me and you know, it, 
it's just hope. <laughs> you know, just keep hope. That's what saved my life is hope. I think that's great advice. Hang on to hope and all of us at Foster's Voice will be here to remind you and to continue to give you hope. Tommy, uh, you're right. Your heart is full of love. And I just, uh, I'm so thankful that our, our paths have crossed. I believe that they were meant to. Um, I look forward to continuing to working with you in the future. And uh, thank you, brother, for, for opening up to uh, all the audience that listens to the United Voices podcast. And uh, you'll be doing some, some live talks as well, I'm sure, with Foster's Voice in the future. I hope so. And uh, I love you, my brother. I thank you. And uh, let's, let's continue to try to change the world together and, and bring hope to, to everybody out there who may be struggling. One heart at a time. One heart at a time. I love it. 